This team is officially in trouble. Welcome to the Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Total collapse is the word, right? Yeah, I think they've been in trouble for several weeks, but uh, this is way beyond what I ever thought that they would be. So I don't know where Kansas City goes from here. Um... You, know, you, you can look at this team and you can say that the offense isn't playing very well. You can say that Reed isn't putting them in the, in great positions in certain situations, which I would agree with. But in all reality, I think this game comes down to the play of Alex Smith. Um, you, There's nobody else to put this loss on. Oh, uh, I, he certainly deserves the brunt of it, but I, I can't go there. I got a whole list of notes here, folks, and I apologize for all of my Twitter followers. I sucked as bad as this team today. I can't spell. I can't type. I can't punctuate, uh, but I have a list of notes here that I was trying to do at the same time, and it's it's just hideous. Well, here's but, the thing. You can argue that the play calling was bad at times, and you can argue that the defense messed up at times, but in the end, the defense played good enough to win. You hold the Bills to 16 points. The offense should score more than that, and the and the defense played well enough to win. Uh, you know, you have five three and outs in a row, and Smith is missing. Smith hits two passes in the first half. That's on him. That's not on the. That's not on the play calling. He got happy feet very very often in this game and looked uh, uncomfortable from the start. And you can't have that at the quarterback position. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and here's the thing is the guy's not glass. We've seen him take hits. There's no reason to be this deftly afraid. Yes, your O-line is porous. Good Lord, Zach Fulton, do you have any clue what you're doing? Because it doesn't look like it to me. And, yeah, that that's going to rattle a quarterback. I get that. That's uh, That comes with the territory. But this is what quarterbacks do. You have to stand in the pocket and deliver the ball to slow down that attack. And he just can't do it. This is this is what we talked about a few weeks ago, isn't it? Where if he plays poorly a couple games in a row, and we're approaching three solid games now that he has played well below average. Uh, yeah. It's time, isn't it? It's been time. Uh, Kansas City needs to make a move. They've got to get um, somebody behind center that is not scared from the first snap. And I'm sorry, I've defended Alex Smith in the past, but from the start of that game, he looked scared, and you can't have that. It's just you no. can't play that way. And it, it's it's not that there's not open patterns. We saw that from Ta- Travis Kelsey. We saw that from Demarcus Robinson. Uh, we see things there. Even this two minute drill. How many times with with you know less than two minutes on the board and you're down six? Are you going to dump it to Sharkandrick West? And pray he gets out of bounds. Throw the damn ball away. Do your honestly, job. Honestly, I don't care about those too much because they had enough time. Time wasn't an issue right now. I get why you're frustrated because you think he's running the time. I don't mind those. It's three or four yards. Uh, they stayed ahead of the sticks for the most part until the very end. I don't mind the short passes because if he made one short pass instead of throwing the ball away, they're probably they probably get a touchdown as opposed or they're probably still driving as opposed to throwing the interception because the play right before the interception he had three guys three or four yards short of the sticks didn't throw them to, didn't throw to any of them 
I mean, they were yeah, all sitting there right there. My biggest concern is this team gets caught inbounds once, and that, that's a 20- or 25-second runoff because they don't seem to be able to gather themselves and be able to run the next play. So I see what you're saying, but that's that's my concern is one of those cuts your time by a third. And well, maybe, and maybe right, it does. Maybe still be driving. And maybe it does, and that's fine. And I'm okay with that because time still wasn't an issue at that point. You're at the 30-ish yard line. You have plenty of time, plenty of space. You can run three or four routes to the end zone from the 30 uh, and only have 20 or 30 seconds. And as long as you're getting the ball in the end zone or out of the end zone or out of bounds, you're going to be okay. You need to look at the entire field, and Smith missed the entire field most of the day-to-day, and that was the most frustrating part to watch. And I said it at halftime. You needed to make the change then because you needed to not lose this game. Chargers are playing well. They're coming on. You've got this team, a young team in a lot of positions, that is now on a losing streak that's probably more than any of them have ever seen because almost every guy who's drafted or made it to the NFL level was on a a fairly winning program. Now you have guys doubting themselves that have actually been playing well. This is a thing that snowballs out of control for a football team. And making the change at halftime to let Pat Mahomes at least get a half gives you an idea of exactly where he is now. And it doesn't, like I said at halftime, does not commit you to starting him going forward. But they missed that opportunity again, and that's on Andy Reid. Well, it's on Andy, it's on Andy Reid, but the problem is, is they're not going to make a move to go to Patrick Mahomes at any point this season unless Alex is hurt. And I don't, because it, okay, and the reason I say that, if they haven't done it by now, they're not going to. And, and I'm not arguing that you probably are correct in, in knowing what this, coaching staff is going to do but the, that's what that not what they need to do and that's where i'm coming from in, in order to say this season we're not so hot. At all. yeah yeah I mean, we're just taking it from two different points of view folks and from what, where i'm sitting i'm trying to advocate that they have to make this change to save this season and really if you make that change with these athletes and these targets and a quarterback that's willing to keep his eyes up take a hit every now and then and get the ball downfield that changes the complexion of this entire football team Yep. No, it absolutely does. Kansas City could be in a great spot uh, and should be in a great spot with the, the schedules they had the second half of the season, uh, playing four of six at home, and they have just really screwed up and screwed the pooch. And uh, honestly, um, you're right. I'm not, and I'm not arguing. And everybody that's been, you know, telling me they need to switch to Mahomes, I'm not sitting here telling you that they don't need to. I'm simply stating that the team is not going to. If they were going to do it, they would have already done it. Smith has played bad enough for Reed to give him the opportunity to move on, and and Reed is not doing that. Now, what does that tell the rest? My issue, my biggest issue with it, other than the way Smith is playing, is what does that tell the rest of the team? You know, two weeks ago, I would have told you that that Reed's going to give you an opportunity to have a second chance. That if you if you get yourself in a rut where you're not playing poorly, he's going to let you try to play out of it. Now, after four, maybe four and a half games of being utterly out of sync, now it's you can play poorly and there's no repercussions. Yeah. And that's a problem because, you know, Travis Kelsey was uh, – I really hate playing this game because I think it's a slippery slope. But Travis Kelsey had an open touchdown early in the first half that they kicked a field goal on because Smith simply didn't get to that read. He threw to Albert Wilson short of the sticks. 
Albert Wilson didn't run his route deep enough to begin with, but still didn't catch the ball. And don't get me wrong, I'm not blaming Albert Wilson because that's a horrible position to put the guy in to begin with uh, because you're asking him to go across the middle of the field and uh, basically catch a ball with two defenders coming down on you. Uh, That's not a position you want to put your wide receiver in. Um, And there was no way for him to protect himself in that hit. Regardless of that. I can't argue with you. I'll go one further. They came out the second half, threw the ball down the middle to beat the cover two. I didn't see Buffalo make any adjustments, and yet Smith goes away from Kelsey down the middle. He doesn't have that killer instinct. You have to continue to attack whatever the soft spot is until they make you stop. And even that last pass on the interception, it was a, a... a wider, maybe it wasn't open, but it was a wider margin to get that ball to Travis Kelsey than it was where he threw it. It's just top to bottom, poor decision-making, poor concentration on what he's supposed to be doing and delivering the ball downfield. That's all there is to it. And I'm a little hot. The question is... I should be. No, I, I've been... You know, honestly, and I really hate saying this, but I gave up about midway through the game. Um, the offense looked so bad in the first half, and Reed not making the adjustments to make it change. Um, yes, Smith did play bad, but Andy Reed didn't help it with the play calling in the first half. Uh, and, you know, the question really becomes, where does this team go from here? Where can they go from here? I don't really have a great answer for that. Uh, because I, I right now it looks like that, that – well, I know you do, and we'll get to that in a second. But right now it looks like they may miss the playoffs. Now, if they get to that point and you still play Smith, what's the point? Oh, there's only one point, and that's they're trying to, to show that, oh, he can come back and he still has some value on the trade market. It's the only concept that makes any sense and continue to stick with a losing formula. No, I got a better explanation. Reed is so loyal to his guy, he will not make the change. Because I don't think that they have to. I don't. I don't think they care about the the trade market right now. Because they've said in on in multiple scenarios that they're happy having Smith there next year. No, they can't now. That just it simply cannot happen. You can't justify twenty million dollars uh, to a backup quarterback I'm not or just a guy who plays like this. No, I mean they can't. They they back themselves into a wall, continuing to do this because either he's a backup or he loses football games for you, and that's the point where they're yeah, at. And he's losing because the defense played well enough. The defense looked. Uh, Lashawn McCoy had what forty yards, right? Can you hear me in the back? Reggie Ragland is here. Oh my lord. And you have to know you have to know he really enjoyed this game. I would think so. Uh, well, okay. Enjoyed playing his former team. I don't mean enjoyed obviously the outcome, but uh And a staff that quit on. Yeah, him. it's Right. Yeah. And I get that he didn't fit I get that he didn't fit their their style and what they wanted to do. I get that. But you're right. They they quit on him. And he wasn't the the only spark. I, I will give you this. Sitting Terrence Mitchell and bringing in Daryl Rivas put a fire a little bit underneath Mitchell. I, I thought he played better. I thought he stayed in phase better. I thought he attacked the ball better. Uh, and, and all around, I, I thought he was there. I thought Eric Murray played better. Uh, I like what I saw from Tato Passano. He got around the edge a couple of times. And that's what we've been talking about needing to see from him. Uh, well, he got he got Daniel Sorensen a sack. Right. Very true. 
that was that was Passanio. That wasn't that wasn't on Sorensen. That was that was Passanio getting that sack for for him. So uh, there's. I would love to say that this team has hit rock bottom, but I don't know that I can say that. No, you know why? The playing. Because Marcus Peters is still playing the way he's playing. That half-hearted attempt at that interception was about the poorest fake of effort that I've seen from him in his time in Kansas City. And I, I, watching that play and, and replay again, I backed it up. And it, it appears to me, and this is pure conjecture, folks, just what I see, that he's protecting the commodity that is Marcus Peters. Forget about it. Sign him now. Give him give him an eight-year extension for all I care. Get him back to not having to care about whether he's going to be healthy enough to get his payday. Give it to him now. The guy's got a fire that's not going to shut down because he gets paid. But right now, the fear of losing that payday is shutting Marcus Peters down. Well, and maybe, maybe that's – but here's the question. And I hate to be this guy, but I will be this guy on this one. What makes you want to pay a guy like that right now? Because are you sure you're going to get a guy that's going to be a fire, that's still going to have fire when he gets his payday? I'm not saying he won't be, but the question has to be asked because of the way he's looked lately. And, and that's fair. And granted, I'm not in the locker room. I don't talk to Marcus every day. But from what I see, what I've heard, what I understand is his work ethic, I think it's it's a protection of his future rather than a lack of – of fire or a lack of competition. And I would go ahead and sign him now. Okay. Especially if he's playing. Poorly, I'm not going to argue with that. I, yeah. And I won't argue with that. I, I look at what this team has done and obviously they're not playing good enough to win. Uh, that's pretty obvious, but I don't feel bad about uh, giving him that contract. I think he's proven that he can play at a high level. Um, the real question becomes, like I said, does you know, is it a fire issue? If it's a fire issue, you know, if you pay him, is he still going to play well? I don't know. Um, but at this point, he's still not getting thrown at. He's not showing a ton of fire, but he's still not getting thrown at. I'm not exactly sure how that's working because or, or, I guess teams are just not going at him because of the way he's played in the past. I can't imagine that playing without fire is allowing his wide receivers to not be open. Yeah. I, although, I, uh, what's he given up? I, I want to say four passes for 137 before this Buffalo game over the last couple of weeks. I, I don't know that he's he's deterring people that much. I, I think both he and Alex Smith remind me of the same arc. Smith in particular, uh, you know, career, baseline, very consistent guy, spikes the first five weeks of this season. Out of his mind performance. And now he's fallen well below his career average. I feel like that's what we've seen from Marcus Peters, but on a longer timeline here in the last two years. I thought he got really good, and then this season I think he's been more susceptible, not as intense, uh, and and more so particularly scared of an injury is what it looks like to me. Yeah, and you can't play that way and, and be successful in this league. And, and I understand. Um, I mean, so you're a guy from Oakland, you know, not the easiest life growing up. A lot of big family, folks you want to take care of. This payday is not just about you. And I get that. But, you know, for both the team and the players' sake, I, I really think they need to move forward and get this done earlier because otherwise I don't know that, A, he's going to get the same value and, B, that the Chiefs are going to make the same investment. Uh, and we all know that Revis, if he is even 
uh, an upgrade over what they have, and we have yet to see that. It's still a short-term answer. This team needs corners, yep. and you need to keep what you can of your guys in-house. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll shut up about Marcus Peters right now because I think the bigger issue and I was serious about this on Twitter. A lot of people thought I was kidding around. I'm not. I, if I'm Andy Reid, I ask Chris Jones tomorrow, can you play left guard? Because obviously they don't have any faith in Parker Anger. They don't want to go back to Whitman, and they're leaving Zach Fulton in there to get demolished game after game after game. And I think Chris, Chris Jones' athleticism, I would be tempted to give him a shot at that position. Uh, now you're reaching, but I get why. Um, it, it's frustrating because you watch this team and, uh, okay, yeah, um, Fisher didn't have a great game, but he generally has played pretty decent, at least, if not well uh, in most games. Uh, he whiffed on a specific play that I can remember. It was a uh, it was a trick play. And and that's one thing I don't get about Andy Reid. Why all these trick plays? Um run an offense that does not need trick plays because uh, that's what they're doing right now. They're basically giving up um, so many different things that this offense was good at doing for weeks and weeks and weeks. And they're trying all these different variations of things that have never really worked or they've never tried. Get back to what you're good at. Uh, Yeah. I don't disagree. Fulton is really screwing up in, in the uh, middle of the offensive line, but, you know, if you're not going to play Parker Eyinger, which it doesn't look like they're going to because he was inactive again today, then maybe you need to go back to Witzman because Witzman's not on the injury report. Neither is Parker Eyinger. I Granted, they're probably both not healthy, but I think even a not healthy Witzman is going to be better than what Fulton is. Hey, I'm about to have Mitch Schwartz call his brother. I mean, that's that's how desperate I think this situation is. You have a, a playoff, an AFC championship caliber roster that can't get out of its own way whose coaching staff doesn't seem to be able to maximize performance for. And one of the leading things is a frail quarterback that needs more time and you can make one change at one particular position that I think can affect that for the positive by the greatest margin. Uh, And they just don't have many options, I don't think. No, they really don't. I... I am at a loss for words as to what Kansas City is going to do in the future if they don't make any changes at the offensive at offensive line or if they don't make changes to quarterback because their offense cannot continue to play the way that it has and have any chance of winning any games down the stretch. And people calling for Andy Reid to get uh, fired because of what he's doing are just going to get louder and louder. And we both know that's not going to happen, but – it's understandable at this well, point. Well, there are serious flaws in what Andy's doing because he's well. failing. He's, he's failing. Yeah. He's well, yes, but he's failing as a head coach because he's not putting he's not putting his best players out there to do what they need to be doing. I I, I don't have an explanation for what he's doing. Yeah, I, I I teasingly put up a thing about Akeem Hunt. You know, the second time after I misspelled it the first time. But here here's the thing: you're running blocks with with Kareem that the offensive line can't sustain. You're not hitting the edges. You're not pitching the ball. You're not running counters. You're not doing anything to disguise anything. This The zone inside, zone outside, play after play after play isn't getting it done. A lot like Jamal back in the day where 
his speed to the edge allowed you not to have to sustain blocks as long. This team needs a dose of that, in my opinion. It needs to come from the run game, and it needs to come from the number two hunt, not Kareem. Uh, and I think that's something that Reed is completely overlooking and just is stuck in a rut. Well, and we keep going back and seeing him also take Kareem Hunt off the field and put Chuck Hendrick West in. And I like West as a player, but he does not have the same threat to him that Kareem Hunt does. Uh, and if you're going to be passing late in the game, guess what? You need to have your best players in there, and that's Kareem Hunt. That's not Chuck Hendrick West. Uh, I still am of the opinion that if you know that's Hunt in there, granted he probably doesn't change anything maybe necessarily in that game, but he gives them more of a threat that may, that the defense is going to be more worried about than they're going to be worried about West. Yeah, and I'm going to have to take a long, hard look at what Tyreek Hill's route tree was for this particular game because I, again, still don't see him being used vertically enough, especially get a cover two to draw coverage away from the middle of the field. You know that they're going to focus on him. Don't leave him short where he isn't drawing enough away from the guys you can get the ball to. Send him, call him cheetah, call him whatever you want. He's got the stamina to run fly routes all day long. Do it. Well, uh, part of the problem is I think Hill's playing hurt and they're not letting anybody know about it, or they're trying not to let anybody know about it. Um, he's taken several shots and gotten up slow and that he's going to continue to do that with the way they're playing because uh, teams are able to tee off on him and they're not using him like they were before and having him do the fly routes. So I I think that's part of the problem. (sighs) Where to begin? The the fix for this is a long road, folks. It is not easy. Uh, Do they get there? I don't know. We're going to talk this week about a number of things. Uh, bigger picture as well. Um, we'll see what they say about the quarterback position. You know, a, a lot of folks chiming in on social media, including, including Brian Billick saying there's no way that they go to Mahomes simply because of where they are in the season. And maybe, maybe they're all correct. Uh, I still look at this season as one that has to be salvaged uh, for, for wasting the ends of careers for Derek Johnson and Tom Bahali. And maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm talking too much like a fan today. Today, uh, I'm a little more fired up than I usually am. I'm not as a middle-of-the-road analyst today. But we're going to have a ton for you. We're going to have as many guests as we can that can give us any kind of light on what needs to happen. But uh, there's so many problems to fix. I don't know that we're going to get there. But keep it tuned. We're going to have great conversation. Hit the Locked On Chiefs account on Twitter, at Locked On Chiefs. We want to hear from you. Please keep giving the reviews. Get everybody subscribed. This conversation is growing. I, as you see the potential for this team fade. I, and Chris, I, any parting thoughts as, as what to, we can look forward to? Anything to build on from this game? Uh, I think there's something to build on on the defensive side of the ball. Um, again, I go back to watching what Reggie Ragland did. I was very impressed with what I saw from Reggie Ragland. I think he looked very good in this game. Um, you know, Kevin Pierre-Lewis looked good in this game. Uh, K-Pass looked good in this game. Terrence Mitchell looked better than he had in the previous games. Um, you know, Derek Johnson, I think, is is 
you know, and, and I said this before, I don't know if he's lost a step or if it's that he's still not back from his injury. Either way, uh, he seems to be a step slower than he was last season. And, you know, hopefully that's not him being being in, but it could be. Um, you know, defensively, you know, they lost Eric Murray during this game too. And a lot of people aren't going to say that really matters much, but it does in some regards because that takes one of your most athletic players out of uh your ability to use him, and that puts Sorensen back in there, which is not where you really want Sorensen. I can't argue with that. Yeah, for every every big play Danny Sorensen makes, I, I, I oh I know I know you <laughs> won't argue with me for on that. Every one. big play he makes, man, I got like four emergency players I send up. Yep. yep. I was well aware you weren't going to argue with me on that one. Um, Oh, okay, uh, something to something to take heart in. Uh, Dustin Colquitt almost averaged fifty yards a punt. That's today. great. Uh, enjoy seeing that while you got it, because this might be the last season you see Dustin Colquitt over over four hundred yards punting. I think just sad. I mean, his Between legs the probably tired. Yardage for Dustin Colquitt yeah. and the number of three and outs. Uh, I, I'm going to leave you with this. The defense. How about one for ten on or? One, two for 11 on third down, You're not I helping think. me now. Uh, folks, I'm going to leave you with this thought. And, and as, as much as I complain about the defense first, because that's what I'm, I'm most uh, interested in, fired up about, this team has given up enough points to win or, or has kept opponents from enough points to win over the last four games that despite all those complaints, they're still in – a, a decent position defensively. They have a lot of things to iron out, little things. And now they might have a premier number two cornerback show up. Keep your eyes out for Revis this week. We will talk about it ad nauseum, I'm sure. But there's something to look forward to and see what that does to lift this team as a whole. Uh, thank you for listening to us today. Make sure you're subscribed, spread the word, leave the reviews, and we thank you. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review and reach out to us on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.